0: hello everyone and inside today's episode of locked on canadians i am recapping that wild hab sends contest is Raphael harvey pinard a full-time nhler for the rest of the season and next year and do kent hughes and jeff gordon have some issue with injuries we're going to talk about that more inside today's show locked on canadians your daily podcast on the montreal canadians Hello everyone and welcome to episode 776 of Locked On Canadians. This episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, the official sports book of Lockdown. And remember, make every moment more. Visit FanDuel.com slash lockdown to get started. I am your host tonight. I am Scott Matla, the active stick. Laura Saba has the night off uh, for her own well being because it was a habs Sends game, and quite frankly, it wasn't good for anybody's health. On either side, Uh, as always, you can follow the podcast wherever you get your daily podcast or on YouTube, subscribe, ring the bell to get notified every time we post a new show. Let's get right into things, shall we? The Canadians lost 5-4 with a minute 18 left to the Ottawa Senators in what was a game that was terrible, slightly better, good, terrible again, very fun and then heartbreakingly stupid and dumb as all Habs sends games are as Brady Kachuk scores the game-winning goal with, like I said, minute 18 left on the clock off of David Savard's skate and into the corner of the net behind Jake Allen there. Across this game here, it started with the Senators scoring on, I believe, two of their first three shots on Jake Allen. And I thought for sure that's that's it this is going to be another blowout the reverse retros curse lives it still lives because they lost again but at least they looked competitive in this game and i thought for sure the canadians were going to just kind of wilt and get into the all-star break as soon as possible let guys heal up from their injuries more on that later on in the show for sure and they didn't it was actually a really strong game from a handful of players here Mike Hoffman in particular, uh, for all the crap and flack he gets, from myself included, I thought Mike Hoffman had a very strong game tonight. His shot set up Kirby Doc's power play goal. Hoffman shoots off the off the pass around there, trickles through Anton Forsberg. Kirby Doc is able to get in there, jam the puck over the line. It is two one. Gets to three-one because of course it does. And then it was Mike Hoffman on the power play with an Absolute rocket of a shot, and on this play, the biggest thing for me is that Mike Matheson on the clearing attempt gets a stick up, knocks it down, feeds it across to Hoffman, and Hoffman beats Anton Forsberg far post and in. Great, great looking play! And I was happy to see Hoffman get a goal in this game because he played very well on the power play tonight. He had his opportunities, he was a lethal shooting threat. And he deserved to have a goal in this game. And it's good that he got one, beat Anton Forsberg, makes it 3-2. And then there's that man again. Raphael Harvey Pinard is absolutely on one. Unstoppably on one. And you can't help but love it. And we're going to focus on him a little bit in the second segment here. But he takes a beautiful pass. He gets in on the forecheck, helps jar the puck loose. It gets to Nick Suzuki. Nick Suzuki feeds it across the goal mouth on the power play here. And Harvey Pinard is right there to poke that puck home. All the things you want to see an, an energy guy do on a play. Raphael Harvey Pinard did on that. And then his second goal of the night was a thing of beauty where he gets the puck in the slot, curls, drags, gets a shot off, and sticks with the play. He followed his shot to the crease and was right there to swat home the rebound that Josh Anderson couldn't finish off. And honestly, that's what you want to see from these guys. And obviously, end of the game, a little bit disappointing that David Savard kind of kicked the puck in his own net. Jake Allen didn't seem too happy. And I know Allen struggled at the start of the game, but he settled in so well. The glove saves he made late in the first period, Jake Allen was fantastic. And the team in front of him didn't give him much to work with. Power The penalty kill got roasted, which isn't a surprise. The Senators make their living on the power play because they are an abysmal five-on-five team, and they make their killing with the man advantage. And if you put them on the man advantage, they are going to make you pay. Uh, across the board, some things to tune up. Penalty kill, obviously not great. Power play, surprisingly good. Didn't start that way. They gave up a shorthanded rush to Matthew Joseph, and Jake Allen bailed them out. But overall, power play looks pretty good tonight. I'm still begging for Jesse Olenin on the first power play unit to give them the Caulfield shooting threat they don't have. Hoffman is fine where he is. Evgeny Dodonov is not that guy. I'm sorry, he's not. He is not that guy. And I'd like to see Jesse Olenin get that shot there. You don't need a second power play unit. The first one scores. So my only other thing with this game is that if... Um, I'm Brady Kachuk, and I board Arbor Jack Eye and I know I got away with it. I'm not going to go ahead and hide behind the officials when I get called on it. Honestly, it, it was kind of embarrassing for a guy who's supposed to be tough to not answer the bell for that hit. Justin Barron admittedly had a bad hit on Alex DeBrinkett, and I'm surprised that nothing really came of that as the game went on. But Brady Kachuk is, you're the captain, you're supposed to be the tough guy. You got challenged by a rookie and you turned him down. Say what you want. Answer the bell a little bit. I'm not the biggest proponent of fighting, but you absolutely hammered him in the numbers and then cross-checked him again for good measure. You know exactly what you're doing. Uh, Arbor Jack, i not really continuing it beyond the officials breaking it up at the end of the second period is a step forward. He got Kachuk with a nice reverse hit later on in the game, and you know what? If that's where you're gonna you're gonna get your revenge, you're not always fighting. Great, uh, I know Jack. I definitely wanted to get his hands on him though. Uh, it's good to see that this game ended without any real bloodshed for a Habsens game. Yeah, it is not an often occurrence that those happen. We talked a little bit about standouts in this game. Jake Allen was good. Mike Hoffman was good. I think Mike Matheson had a strong game. Nick Suzuki had two points. Kirby Doc was good again. But folks, there's just one simple question. Are you down with RHP? Well, you know me, and you know that I am. And guess what? We're going to be talking about Rafael Harvey Pinard. Is he going to stick here in the NHL and everything after the All-Star break? That's all coming up next. But as I mentioned, today's show is brought to you by our friends at FanDuel Sportsbook. And this year, the only app you need at your Super Bowl party is FanDuel. America's number one sports book. We are really excited about our new sports betting partner for lockdown because they're the number one sports book in America. They are FanDuel, of course. And if you're new to FanDuel, that's even better because they have so many great features that make betting on sports fun and easy. If you download FanDuel now, you can bet Super Bowl 57 with a no-sweat first bet. You'll get up to $3,000 in back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. And FanDuel lets you bet on everything from the money line, Point spreads to who will even score a touchdown at any point in that game. I gotta say, it's gonna be the Eagles go Birds. It's going to be the Chiefs. It's gonna be a wild game. You there's any number of people you can bet on to score the first touchdown in this one. You, it's hard to bet against my homes, but also the Eagles just have that swagger. And the best part is, the FanDuel Sportsbook app is safe, secure, and super easy to use. And you get paid on your winnings instantly. So please. Check them out. They are our brand new betting partner here at Locked On. And you can join FanDuel today at fanduel.com slash locked on to claim your no-sweat first bet on Super Bowl 57. That's fanduel.com slash locked on. And remember, make every moment more with FanDuel, the official sportsbook partner of the NFL. We are back here at Locked On Canadians. And as always, please bet responsibly on sports as always. We're going to we're going to shift away from the game, well not really shifting too far away from the game because I get to do my favorite thing where I get to hype up AHL guys that I've been trying to tell y'all about for at least 2 to 3 years now. And that guy tonight is Rafael Harvey Penard. He's played 7 NHL games this year. He has 5 goals. He has surpassed. He's moved up it and this is more of an indictment of the Canadians than anything else. He is eighth on their goal scoring list right now, I'm pretty sure. Not ideal, all things considered, but Rafael Harvey Pinard has taken this opportunity where guys are hurt, guys are, you know, uh, not ready to play or being traded. And the opportunity was there. And he started playing as like the 10th, 11th forward on the makeshift fourth line that had two guys on it because they've been playing 11 and seven. The game ended tonight with Raphael Harvey-Penard skating on Nick Suzuki's wing. I never in my wildest non-preseason dreams thought that that would be a thing. And I I, I, unironically love to see that. I love watching what Raphael Harvey-Penard brings to this Canadiens team. Because a lot of people have asked, is he like Brendan Gallagher? Yes, but no. Raphael Harvey-Penard in the AHL... Does not take penalties at all. Not at all. He takes some, but like way less than Brendan Gallagher would. Xavier Simonos, your Brendan Gallagher uh, counterpart, if that's what you're really looking for. I look at Rafael Harvey Pinard as the Rockets version of Arturi Lekanen. Stanley Cup champion, Arturi Lekanen. Power play, he's there. Top line, even strength minutes, he's there. Penalty kill, he is there. Three on three overtime, he is there. He is everywhere Jean-Francois Houle has needed him to be. And his call-up and success is a testament to how he grew under Joel Bouchard originally and how Jean-Francois Houle has helped bring his game to the next level. He had a very slow start in the AHL this season. He got red hot and then the injuries hit the Canadians and he got called up. And now the question becomes, is he a full-time NHL player as of this season? Once they come back from the all-star break, where you assume Armia is healthy, Druan is healthy, you hope someone like Dvorak and Doc have recuperated from whatever they are working through right now. Is Sean Monahan going to be healthy? If all those guys are healthy, Alex Belziel will likely go back down, and I assume Harvey Pennard will go back down, but that is because I believe he is here on an emergency recall to help fill spaces because they don't have anybody else and they have to send him back down. And I know people are going to look at that and go, well, he's earned his spot. Yes, he's 100% earned his spot in the Canadiens lineup right now. He is—he literally worked his way from 11th forward, 12th forward in the lineup to a top-line winger with Nick Suzuki. And it's not by dumb luck. He's worked hard, and he's earned that opportunity. And not to take anything away from Alex Belzial and Michael Bazzetta, who have also played well in those roles, but – Rafael Harvey Pinard has seized that moment in a way that I had hoped Jesse Olin had would have. I don't think he's played badly, mind you. I think he will be sent back down. So will Belzio because of emergency recalls and all that. Post-trade deadline, depending on what this team looks like, I would not be surprised to see Rafael Harvey Pinard back in Montreal. He will be there in the AHL at the deadline. So that he is eligible for the Laval Rockets potential playoff run, they have to be sent down at a certain time on the deadline. There, he will be down on that line on that roster. I believe Pitlick probably will be as well. They will try to fit him through if he's not traded. Yes, the Olenin will, he can go down at any time, though. So could Harvey Pinard and all that. But he is a full time NHLer, and I know it might not be this season just because the way they got to move bodies around. Guys are coming back from being injured, and there's all sorts of cap uh, shenaniganery that has to go on with that. But when we're looking and assessing this offseason ahead here and you're looking at who's in the lineup next year, yeah, you've got your Slavkovsky and Nick Suzuki and Kirby Doc, likely one of Mike Hoffman, Yola, Mia, and Josh Anderson as well, potentially Christian Dvorak, Jesse Ulanen, whoever they pick at the first round in the draft this year. I think you can also safely now pencil Rafael Harvey Pinard into at least a top-nine role, middle-six role for the Canadians next year. Everything he has done is what coaches love from their players. They want guys who work hard, who hustle. Rafael Harvey Pinard is not the biggest guy on the ice. He's not the fastest guy on the ice. He's not the most skilled guy on the ice. He is the hardest-working guy on the ice at any given time. And that is what a guy like Martin St. Louis values. There's a reason why he has gotten that boost. We saw it with Anthony Richard. If you work hard, coaches will reward you for that. Sometimes it works. Sometimes it doesn't. I am happy to see a guy who was picked as an overager in the seventh round of a draft, signed an AHL contract before getting his entry-level contract, thriving like he has. He He is one of... Uh, very few development success stories are starting to be more and more. Uh, he followed in the footsteps of Jake Evans as that seventh round draft pick who has become a legitimate piece of this Canadians franchise. Caden Primo is another one of those. We're hoping Xavier Simono can be one of those guys too. It's all there. And it's not hard to like what you're seeing there. As of right now, I do say Rafael Harvey Pinard, if it weren't for cap, situations and not knowing what the trade deadline is going to bring. I would say absolutely full-time NHL for the rest of the year. And I hope he gets his shot. I obviously hope he's available for the rocket for their playoff run because he is invaluable to that team. One of their alternate captains, one of their leading players. He's a, he's a testament to what good development can do for a team. It's not often you find guys in the seventh round who come in and score five goals in seven games. He had a goal in his debut last year against the Tampa Bay Lightning in a game where they were playing an ECHL center on their power play. God bless you, Cam Hillis, but come on. I'm really intrigued to see what happens next year here, and I'm glad people now are getting to see what I've seen in the AHL for the past couple of years and how strong he works and makes, does whatever he can to make an impact within the rules, of course and it's not hard to like Rafael Harvey pinard and everything else that he brings to this but he is here because the team is injured and this is uh kind of a, a touchy topic a little bit um we're gonna get into whether Kent Hughes and Jeff Gordon have an issue with handling the injury crisis or if it's just they're waiting it out like a uh, and playing the long game here and that's all coming up next but first today's show is all too also brought to you by our friends at Built Bar. And if you're looking for a d- delicious treat, but you don't want all the extra things and the calories, then you got to try Bilt Bar. We just got through the holiday season. I know a lot of people hitting those New Year's resolutions, getting to the gym, trying to take care of themselves more. And let me tell you, Bilt Bar is exactly what you need, made with 100% collagen protein and covered in 100% real chocolate, coming in flavors like churro, peanut butter, brownie, coconut, almond, There is a flavor for everyone, only 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, and 17 grams of protein per every bar. And, of course, you can get them online at Built.com, or you can walk into your local Walmart or Sam's Club, and you can find them on the shelves there. They have made it so easy to get your hand on one of the best protein bars on the market right now. So you can go in, pick up a four-bar box of cookies and cream, double chocolate, coconut puff at your nearest Walmart or you can run into Sam's Club and grab a 13-bar variety pack. They have it anywhere you were looking for it right now. So don't take it from me, but definitely take it from me. Built Bar is the best way to start your morning. It's the best way to get through your day. One of the best protein bars on the market. So head out, give them a shot, and let us know what you think. We are back here at Locked On Canadians. I am solo hosting tonight. Uh, The Active Stick has the night off because I am a kind and generous co-host and she would also do the exact same for me on a given day. And now we're going to kind of touch on what might be a tender subject because I don't really know which way I lean overall with this. Someone brought it up on Twitter and I'm not going to drop their name because I don't think it's fair to potentially drag them into this without their permission first. So speaking anonymously of that, it did make me think there have been a lot of players on waivers, all of whom I think the Canadians very easily could fit under under their cap situation right now with um, players on long-term injured reserve reserve, uh, sending bodies down to the AHL if they needed to. And they've let them pass by, the biggest one being Ellie Tolvanen, who is obviously lighting it up in the NHL for Seattle right now, and good for him, someone I really liked in his draft year. So the question becomes... Are Hughes and Gorton kind of handling the injury crisis the right way? We're still waiting on the update for Sean Monahan. They said later this week on Monday, which it is only Tuesday night when I'm recording this. So there's plenty of time for that to come out. Should they have rested some of these guys? This team is 26th in the league right now, I believe. Are is it really smart to be putting these guys out here? The Rocket have one game left. Does it really matter if there's one game and the Canadians get blown out? It still leads to the same end goal of trying to draft Connor Bedard. And I my thought is yes, but at the same time, I get them not just making moves for the sake of making them. I assume they know they have an actual knowledge of how banged up everybody is. And right now, the all-star break coming when it has is probably a good thing. Dvorak, Doc. Nick Suzuki is going to play that all-star game at like 50% are all guys who I know are likely playing through injuries. Evgeny Dodonov might be as well, because they've all taken maintenance days. We know Joel Edmondson is injured right now, which is really unfortunate because he was just starting to play some of his best hockey. It gives Jake Allen and Samuel Montembeau a rest. I assume both of them are probably just sore at this point from the amount of pucks they faced. I am really hoping, though, that this isn't a, hey, we need you guys to play through this because we don't want to add bodies. We want cap flexibility at the trade deadline. We want roster spots. We want contract space. We want cap space. All of which are true and very true to what Kent Hughes has said he wants to do for this team. I'm just hoping that they don't have guys playing through it. was like, well, I can play through it. That's great. You, you don't need to. It's a season where the team is bad. Don't risk long-term health and productivity for toughing it out for the team right now. And maybe they are. Maybe it's just small little things that, like, it hurts, but, you know, it's not anything damaging or dangerous. I don't know. I'm not one of the training staff. I'm not one of the medical staff. But at a certain point, you as the GM and the EVP got to look at this and go, this is our investment shut it down for a few games. We have AHL bodies. I was very surprised they didn't actually call up Joshua Waugh for this game in Quebec is that they played 11-7 and seven again. Nick Suzuki and Kirby Doc are playing a lot. Probably more than I would like at this point, but with Jake Evans out for most of the rest of the season here, with Christian Dvorak a little bit banged up still too, it's hard to ask someone else. They don't really have a high quality center that they could bring up from the AHL their top center call-up option. I believe right now would probably be Nate Schnarr, which is not ideal considering he's playing third line minutes for the rocket right now. And everyone else is a winger. Uh, Anthony Richard is a winger. Xavier Seumann is on an AHL contract. Joel Teasdale, who is on a heater and I think deserves an NHL look is a, is a winger. I don't really think that this is Kent Hughes and Jeff Gordon being malicious. I do think this is them trying to give themselves flexibility as we approach the final month before the trade deadline. And with moves starting to be made, we talked about Bo Horvat in the last episode. I think it's only a matter of time before the dominoes start falling here. Like we've seen Mike Hoffman play well. We've seen Josh Anderson play well. When Armia and Druan come back from their injuries after the All-Star break, Hopefully they can pick up where they left off because they were playing very good hockey. And if they're playing good hockey, dominoes start to fall very quickly as teams look to add, especially who's actually out, who's going to be here. If the Islanders are willing to go for Bo Horvat, what else are they willing to add to try and make that playoff for here? Because they're clearly trying to go for it. Bo Horvat's a UFA at the end of the year. You don't give up that much to not really go for it. So I think there's more opportunities springing up than we initially thought here. You have teams like Calgary who are struggling a little bit. You might have a team like the Oilers who are always looking to finally get to that cup final with Connor McDavid here. And we've talked about Yessi Pugliarvi more times than I can count. Hughes and Gordon are trying to give themselves flexibility. I do wish that they might come out and be like, nope, not playing tonight. Take a night off, rest and recuperate don't play through injuries in general. It, it's this is not game seven to get of the Stanley cup finals where you gut it out. This is your 26th in the NHL playing the Ottawa senators. It's almost as insignificant as it can get for a game during the regular season, save the longevity and we'll know more. I'm sure we'll get some kind of injury update here this week. Cause everyone goes their separate ways to relax and whatnot. Uh, and when we do, we will keep you posted on that. I also have not looked at Twitter, so I am hoping I am not missing anything insane right now. I do not think anything has happened as of right now. No, nothing has happened, which is great. I am really I was really hoping I didn't log in and see all the news and have to re record this podcast. So uh thank you for bearing with me on a solo episode of Locked On Canadians Night. Laura will be back for tomorrow's show. As always, you can follow us on Twitter at lo underscore Canadians, lockdowncanadians at gmail.com. If you have longer questions, comments, concerns, you can find us wherever you get your daily podcasts. You can find us on YouTube if you're watching us. Thank you for subscribing. Ring the bell to get notified every time we post a brand new episode. Follow Laura at The Active Stick. Follow myself at Scott Matla. And folks, we will see you all next time.